the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And she's ready to tackle the big cultural and legal issues facing America. This is the Jenna Ellis Show. Here is your host, Jenna Ellis. Welcome, friends, to another episode of The Jenna Ellis Show. I am Jenna Ellis, and I am so privileged today to have my good friend Andrew Giuliani, who will be joining me momentarily. Uh, He is running for governor of the state of New York, and I am actually up here in New York with him. Uh, We are doing an event tonight, very excited with uh, him and his dad, America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. So we're going to talk about all of that and more. And I want to start out by saying that, you know, we have seen a total failure of government, and the botched exit from Afghanistan makes us less safe than we have been in years. The disastrous economic policies have inflation soaring, and even your freedoms and liberties are at risk with outrageous government overreach, the closing of businesses, and all of these insane mandates that violate our U.S. Constitution. And the bottom line is that we're in the midst of a failed Biden presidency, and I really think that things are going to get worse before they get better. So now is the time for Americans to take steps to protect our finances and retirements. When times are turbulent, you need an asset that protects you, and that's why I believe in investing in gold and trust my friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Gold offers a hedge against inflation and protects you from the volatile financial markets. Legacy Precious Metals is a company that you can trust to give good, patient counsel for your personal situation. Their team of experts has decades of experience helping Americans like you and me make the right decision for ourselves and our families. So call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-528-1903. That's 866-528-1903. Or you can visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. So all of this um, that is going on in the world, uh, there is so much between um, all of the, the states. If we look at you know what's gone on over just the last few months of the Biden administration, um, and if we look at specifically the state of New York, um, this has really been kind of, I think, a bellwether for how failed uh, the Democrat policies have been. We've seen that uh, Andrew Cuomo stepped down as the governor of New York um, just in the last month or so. And this coming election, I think, is going to be very critical, uh, not just to the state of New York, but also to the country, uh, to really see you know, how we can turn the state of New York and also America around and really come back to state sovereignty. Um, Biden is just overreaching in so many different ways. I've had so many conversations in the last few days um, from people who are so concerned about um, the vaccine mandates at work. They're so concerned about the future of the country. And so I want to welcome my friend, uh, Andrew Giuliani, who, you know, I've I've known for a long time. He worked in the Trump administration. Um, we were uh, together working on the post-election um, uh, the fight for the truth and for every legal vote to count and count fairly. 
Um, and he's just been someone who's been a sincere and ardent advocate for the truth, for the U.S. Constitution, and also for the state of New York. So, Andrew, thanks so much for joining me. Jenna, thank you so much for having me. You know, I really appreciate that warm introduction and welcome. And I have to say, uh, there are few people that I know in the United States of America, in the world, that fight for our freedoms the way that you do. So it is an honor to join you uh, on this new quest. And it's, and it's so great to see the Jenna Ellis show taking off the way that it is. I, I had no doubt that it would. <laughs> Thanks so much, Andrew. And, you know, it's it's great when you can be around fellow patriots who sincerely care about the direction of this country. And one of the things I love about this show is that I'm able to have people like you on to talk about uh, really important things, the direction of our country, so that um, all of us who are participating in this conversation right now know that we're not alone in fighting for our freedoms. We're not alone um, in, you know, for anyone who, probably nobody listening to this really watches CNN, let's be honest. But, you know, (laughs) if you look at CNN, you look at the clips on Twitter, you can get really discouraged. And so um, to see that there are advocates, um, you know, like you out there, like your dad, who I just love, adore, and respect, um, it's encouraging to a lot of people. So, um, so, so Andrew, you're running for governor of the state of New York. Kind of set this up um, for people as, as to why... Um, you jumped in this race, you know, kind of where you saw um, the, the past of New York and then kind of where you see this going. Sure. So, uh, you know, I announced my candidacy in May of this year. Uh, when we announced the candidacy, um, I was running to become the 57th governor. As, as you mentioned before, we're now running to become the 58th governor. So jokingly, it doesn't feel like it's that long of a campaign, but I guess, uh, you know, it's now, now running, running to become a different numbered governor here. Uh, considering, obviously, everything that happened with the 56th governor, Andrew Cuomo. Um, And I think the thing that's important to highlight here is, you know, the national media really focused on Cuomo over the last year, obviously, first uh, giving him plaudits for being this, you know, so-called leader during the COVID crisis, even though New York was the worst affected state of any state in the country. I think maybe aside from New Jersey, if New York was its own state, it would, it would it was its own country. It would have had the most deaths per 100,000 people of any country in the world, yet they championed Governor Cuomo as being this amazing leader. Um, as we all know, they gave him this Emmy. There was, there was no look into these nursing home executive orders that he ended up signing at the end of March, which, by the way, Jenna, um, the reason why he signed that nursing home executive order, if you remember, at the exact same time, the USS Comfort was coming up the eastern seaboard and into the Hudson River. Cuomo did not want to give Donald Trump the political credit, and that's why he signed those, and that's why you ended up seeing what you saw, which was public policy set by ego. Uh, the, the point that I'm trying to make here is, while, while the focus by the leftists in the media has been on Cuomo's rise and then fall over the last year plus, really I think what, what, what goes missing is the fact that over the last three governors in New York, over the last 15 years, Um, We have just seen the Albany bureaucracy grow and grow and grow, and really this lack of representation for New Yorkers all around the state. We've seen our state budget blow. Um, We jokingly said last night uh, that it seems like New York is competing with California in terms of who can actually grow the size of their government and who who can least represent their people. And guess what? New Yorkers and Californians are fleeing their state. So the truth is, this is an issue that while the media is focused on Cuomo and his demise, 
over the last three, now four governors with Hochul in her first couple of months, uh, they have been responsible for, unfortunately, what has been kind of the uh, the Empire State going in the wrong way. I, I don't want to sound uh, hyperbolic here and say the demise of the Empire State, because I know New York can come back with the right leadership. Um, but it, it's going to take a governor who's who is going to stand up to the bureaucrats in Albany and make sure that um, make sure that we can we can grow the free market here in New York, not in Florida. <laughs> right. And, you know, and you said with the right leadership and that's what's so important. And, uh, you know, we've seen only a couple of months of um, Kathy Hochul, who's the the new New York governor. And a lot of people don't know her. Um, I, I found out uh, from you, you know, yesterday that, you know, the um, the voting system in New York, you actually vote for your governor and lieutenant governor separately. So, you know, yeah. so she ran on um, it wasn't like a, a ticket with her and Cuomo. And I think um, for a lot of people having her kind of thrust into the spotlight in New York, um, we're kind of at, on a national level just getting to know her. And the the really the, the biggest thing to me that has stood out from her was that absolutely absurd remark where she asked people to become apostles. Yeah. And, um, basically take the vaccine as a sacrament. I mean, this, yeah. this was just so incredibly absurd. And um, so what has been your experience of knowing who she is as a politician? And, you know, likely it'll be that you'll run, um, you know, against her if she decides to run uh, for reelection. And for the people of the state of New York and, and really for, you know, for people nationally, what do they need to know about her and the danger she poses to New York? Well, I, I think, first off, in terms of her, her getting up in front of church a couple of, I think it was about 17 days, about, about three weeks ago now or so, um, and saying that I want you to be my apostles. Um, on top of that, instead of wearing a, uh, a cross necklace, she now wears a vaxxed necklace. So, uh, I mean, I think it's the deity complex that she has um, in order to kind of equate herself with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in that way, asking, asking, uh, you know, asking New Yorkers to be her apostles. Um, I think it's actually a great uh, example of so many Democratic politics uh, in uh, across our country these days. Right. They, they look and say, you know, we're putting religion to the side. You need to be uh, you need to ultimately uh, bow at the altar of, uh, of of covid vaccination of this and that. And so for me, I think what we've seen with Hochul so far is uh, the best way that I can put this is if you like Kirsten Gillibrand, you'll like Kathy Hochul. And what I mean by that is Kirsten Gillibrand came in. Uh, they said, well, she's going to be a moderate Democrat politician. And if you look, she is now one of the most liberal voting senators in the Senate. Uh, her move was swift to the left. She moved so that way she ultimately could continue to seek higher political office. And that's what Kathy Hochul has done. You know, at one point, Kathy Hochul was endorsed, this is probably 15 years ago, by the NRA, believe it or not. Now she is, uh, she is pro some of the strictest uh, gun laws and some of the strictest Second Amendment, uh, anti-Second Amendment laws in the country. So she will move whichever way she has to in order to gain power. And I think that's the best way to uh, look at Kathy Hochul. On top of that, and it was interesting, I was just actually looking back uh, yesterday at one of her debates that she had as lieutenant governor with Jumani Williams, who may end up running for governor, is now running for a second term of public advocate. 
uh, for perspective, Jamani Williams is on par with the AOCs of the party. He, he makes our mayor in New York, Bill de Blasio, probably look conservative. That's how far left he is. He's an abolish the police guy, not a defund the police guy. But she said multiple times in her debate that Andrew Cuomo does not make a decision without Kathy Hochul being the first person in the room and the last person in the room um, okaying the decision. Uh, if you think about that, then where was she during the COVID crisis that ended up happening? The over 15,000 senior New Yorkers that ended up dying because of that executive order. Where was she when Andrew Cuomo was harassing her staff? Um, she's obviously run as far away from that now as she possibly can, but it's the words of a disingenuous politician. She was either lying then or she's lying now. And that's exactly the word that came to mind. I'm like, that's such a typical politician. And and yeah. that's the thing that's so frustrating about Democrats, even if they're not the you know absolutely insane leftists like the AOCs of the world that just don't even make any rational sense. <laughs> Democrats are such politicians that they will weave and bob and ebb and flow to whatever is uh, best and most lucrative for themselves. They won't hold to being statesmen and truly saying, okay, what's what's my limited authority here and how can I best actually serve the people of my state? They're all in it for, for themselves. And, you know, Andrew, when you and I were talking last night, you know, you were also saying um, that she, uh, Kathy Hochul has basically been kind of the right hand of Cuomo. And for everybody who is seeing how decrepit his legacy is now and how he has gone down as a total failure. Well, she has somehow, um, at least in the media, tried to remove herself from that but she absolutely is just as responsible for a lot of what happened and um, in the failed uh, Cuomo legacy. And also, like you said, I mean, she she wasn't there protecting her staff when yeah. uh, you know a lot of this stuff was going on. And so, for New Yorkers um, and and for people in general who are just saying, you know, we're so tired of all of these politicians, we have to get out and not only endorse and support, but vote for candidates who will genuinely have the America first policy mindset, but also just the mindset of, uh, of being a, a statesman and being someone who will serve the interests of, um, of, of the people rather than politicians. And so for the people who, you know, kind of say, well, you know, you're Andrew Giuliani. And so, you know, so you're, you know, your dad was America's mayor for a long time. And so, you know, isn't that kind of some form of, you know, nepotism or something like that? I, I know you personally and I <laughs> love your family so much. I can tell everybody that is the furthest thing from the truth, but um, for people who may see that and say, well, you know, this is just kind of nepotism in New York. What's your response to that? Yeah, I think I think my response is, look, I, I you know had the option to either get in public life or not get in public life. You know, I, I could have taken the path of, of maybe a different politician's son who's been in the news and selling <laughs> expensive artwork recently. Um, but, you know, decided uh, at a young age that this is something that not only interests me, but uh, something that I thought was worth fighting for, worth spending our time. in. you know, it was interesting, Jenna, after. Um, all that we ended up going through in the last four years and certainly uh, the last few months of 2020 and the, and the first month of 2021, uh, you know, my wife and I, we went down to Florida for a little bit of time in February uh, just because I'd canceled many vacation plans over the previous four years with her. And I love my wife and wanted to spend a little, little time with her, got to see the former president a few times and, and see him settle into private life. Um, and I, I thought a little bit about kind of the future in terms of 
well, you know, do we take a step back and, and just kind of, uh, you know, enjoy our private life and, and get out of this vacuum for a little bit, or, or is now the time to get in and fight? And, and I got to tell you, the first couple of days on the beach, it felt pretty good to kind of say, well, private life seems pretty good. But it, after a few days, it became pretty obvious that we need to continue to stay in this fight. We need to continue to make sure, as you said at the very top of the show, that we are fighting for state sovereignty, for those New Yorkers, for those Californians, for those people that don't have the resources to leave. We need to make sure that we are creating a state that is more business friendly in New York. We need to make sure that we are allowing New Yorkers to have the quality of life that they had in the 90s and 2000s in New York when they could walk down the streets and not be worried about being mugged or being harassed. Unfortunately, we have seen that slip way out of control. We also need to make sure that we are giving parents more choice in education. Unlike the former and hopefully not future governor of Virginia, but the Democratic candidate of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, I believe that parents are the primary stakeholders in their children's education. And guess what? You know what? If they want to go and question the teachers union, not only do I believe is that is that something that's protected in our First Amendment, I believe it's something that will make education better. So the fact that what we're seeing nationally now, I think it's so important that we continue to fight, as you said, on a state level to make sure that we are we are preserving these freedoms. And unfortunately, if you look at the 50 states, there are few states where our freedoms are being impeded on more on a daily basis now than New York. Um, you know, we're seeing it from these vaccination mandates. And Jenna, you and I spoke about this uh, at length as we both have natural immunity. I just actually last week got my antibodies tested to see if I still have antibodies after 11 months after having having COVID. I still do. Um, yet, um, I would not be able to go in a restaurant that maybe somebody who has been vaccinated will be able to go. And even though I am, you know, six to 12 times less likely to transmit or get a uh, get, get get COVID. Um, so it, it really makes no sense. And it is about control and power. That's what we've seen in New York. It's what we've seen in the federal government. Uh, but uh, it's certainly being echoed in the state of New York. And Kathy Hochul uh, is championing it. Bill de Blasio is championing it in our city. And, uh, you know, as you said, we need to elect leaders. I don't want to say politicians. We need to elect leaders that are going to stand up for our freedom, stand up for our Constitution, really. That, that's what it is at this point. It's standing up for our Constitution. It is. And, you know, one of the great things um, about what you just said, Andrew, was how you know, you could have very easily just, you know, stayed in private life, um, just like, you know, President Trump. I mean, he had a very uh, yeah. great private life, and he always talks about that, you know. And, um, and I think for all Americans, we're all seeing the result of ceding so much to the politicians and saying, you know what, politics is kind of dirty, or I don't want to be involved in it, or especially for a lot of the Christian, you know, community. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as long as the government stays out of my church— I just want to be in church. You guys can have government. But we are now in a situation where we have to take back our government. And for people who are running for public office like you, I applaud and support that so much and how you know, and every single person listening to this you may not be running for public office but you still have a job to do and you still Absolutely. have to be invested 
and you still have to be responsible for your government. And we're now seeing that we have a lot of catch up to do. And so people like you that are actually, you know, putting this all on the line and saying, I'm going to run for public office. I'm going to do that really difficult work. We have to support people like you. And um, and I'm really excited uh, tonight at our event, um, <laughs> which I'm you know really happy to be up here in New York and um, to be able to endorse you, Andrew, because oh, I really think you, that you are um, the the best candidate for New York. And you know I know there's a couple of other Republicans that are running in the primaries. Um, you know if we go and you know I want you to speak a little bit to. Uh, Lee Zeldin, because, you know, he's gotten a lot of the um, the media and kind of the, you know, the RNC swampish sort right. of, um, <laughs> endorsement, which actually I think says a lot about him, um, you know, but he was one that, that didn't fully have President Trump's back. And he's one that, you know, it bothers me so much when the Republicans look no different than the Democrats in terms of being power hungry and in terms of being politicians over statesmen. And that's why I'm really proud to endorse you, Andrew Giuliani, because um, I know that that is completely antithetical to your focus. You're a true statesman. You know how to turn this state around. You've seen your father do that to the city of New York. Um, and you really have the the best goals in mind in terms of like you just said, ultimately protecting our U.S. Constitution. So talk yeah. just a little bit about, um, you know, like Lee Zeldin and, you know, the other Republicans and contrast that a little bit as well for those who may be, you know, wondering about the primary. Right. Well, well first off, Jenna, I, I am honored, deeply honored. So I want to thank you. I think anybody who uh, has has followed you, who has seen uh, what you have, uh, you know, brought to this fight, the leadership that you have, taken in this, uh, you know, you are such an important voice, uh, not just over the last uh, over the last year or years uh, in the campaign, but, you know, you will be an important voice over the next 50 years. And that's that's part of the thing that we that that I, that I talked a little bit about, uh, you know, after after the White House was, you know, this is I look at this as a 50 year uh, quest for our country to make sure that uh, we, as, as a younger generation, are doing everything that we possibly can to make sure that our children and our grandchildren had the freedoms that we were able to grow up in. Um, so uh, first off, I want to thank you for that. You know, you, you mentioned, too, something before that, which I think is really important. I want to touch on really quickly. You know, you, you mentioned how, you know, Christians kind of sometimes look at politics and say, well, as long as they're not impeding uh, on our uh, on our right to practice uh, to practice religion. Uh, well, the truth is, unfortunately, as we're seeing with so many of these religious exemptions being denied for this vaccine, um, you know, they are impeding on this right now. So I think it's an important time to actually realize that government has been and continues to overstep boundaries on this. I think, um, you know, when you look also at, you know, not being able to gather in many states for religious ceremonies, that's government overstepping their bounds there. Um, so uh, another thing I just wanted to step on uh, uh, talk about it, it, in terms of some of the other Republican candidates. And, and you asked about uh, Congressman Zeldin uh, from Long Island there. Uh, you know, the way this played out was um, I announced my candidacy about about a month after he announced his candidacy. Um, there was a quick push by the Republican Party to kind of say, well, we don't want a primary. Um, and, and I was told this by multiple party leaders uh, in New York that, well, we can't get Trump involved in this. Trump doesn't poll well. 
And so if we have a primary, then basically it's going to be who's more Trump, who's more Trump. And, and I said, wait a second. Uh, first off, I worked for the guy for four years, so you're probably making uh, the case to the wrong person. I'd known the guy for 20 years. So first off, you're probably making the wrong case to the wrong person. Uh, but secondly, uh, he was just the president of the United States. There's a very good chance that he's going to run for president in 2024. He has completely reimagined the Republican Party. And, and Jenna, I know, you know, we can talk at length about that specifically. Um, but I think what we're seeing in New York is a microcosm of what we're seeing with Republican politics nationally, where it's this kind of establishment. We're going to we're going to represent the um, the corporate interests uh, Republican versus the, uh, hey, you know, what? we believe in populism. We believe in actually standing up and representing the 2.9 million registered Republicans in New York state. Um, I've equated it to, you know, the congressman is the product of the backroom deal in Albany, uh, where a couple of people decide who the nominee is. And our candidacy is the product of the 2.9 million registered Republicans. And uh, Jenna, what we've seen now, actually, and there was an independent poll, so no campaign paid for this, done by Siena College uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, where it showed that our candidacy, that uh, my candidacy for governor is actually up 24 points now on Congressman Zeldin. Uh, that's, that's from being up eight points before the RNC tried to do this kind of, uh, well, we're going to close off the primary and, and just kind of give uh, Zeldin the nomination. So. The truth is, I think in some ways, kind of the old school party politics of let's let's just do this in a smoke filled uh, backroom deal in Albany kind of way. I think it's backfired on them because I think now more than ever, New Yorkers and Americans, they understand how important it is for them to have a say in our democratic process. And so in some ways, I think the process has helped our candidacy. We've obviously had to, um, you know, hustle in terms of getting the word out in terms of the process, but New Yorkers are, are certainly showing that, uh, that they seem to be favoring us right now. And, and I think we're going to continue to see that lead grow. Yeah. And I love that. I love that people are pushing back um, against the RNC, against the sort of swampy, as you said, backroom deals and having our democracy shaped by having um, you know, really a, a closed universe selection that yeah. is being selected for us. And to say, yeah. okay, if it's only the RNC that's saying, you know, we're only supporting this candidate and that's the only option you have, that's not really um, a government of the people, by the people, for the people. That's um, a private entity and special interests at play. And that's what um, is so corrupt in my view of, um, of the RNC and why, you know, there's been such tension between the America First um, true patriots and the the rhinos, and um, and and I, I can't say how much that is so important that people right. don't just go to kind of this list and say, oh well, that's who the RNC is endorsing. That actually should kind of be a turnoff, not necessarily <laughs> the case, uh, but people need to think for themselves, and um, and especially with President Trump, I think his his endorsements mean a lot. Um, certainly, but also, you know, people's own individual views of their candidates and, you know, hearing from people like you who are spending, you know, half an hour today talking 
to everyone who's listening right now, that's so important and people need to get to know you. So, um, so, so just in the last couple minutes that we have here, um, Andrew Giuliani, where can people go um, to find you, to support you, and uh, to learn you know, more about exactly what your plan is for the great state of New York? Of course. Well, you can go to nyforgiuliani.com. That's uh, N-Y-F-O-R-G-I-U-L-I-A-N-I.com. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll see our policy proposals there. We go, we go deeper and on kind of everything that we've talked about here, Jenna. I'll kind of go through kind of some top line stuff that I think is affecting all New Yorkers, all 62 counties, whether you live in New York City, which, you know, the national media likes to focus on, or Hamilton County, which is about five hours north of New York City, about an hour south of the Canadian border and is the least populous county east of the Mississippi River. Uh, New Yorkers all across our state are dealing with the economic issues that we're seeing in businesses and jobs fleeing uh, to Florida, to, to Texas. How are we going to tackle that? Obviously, everybody talks about reducing taxes and cutting taxes. That's something we certainly plan on working through on day one. Uh, but that's going to take work through a legislature in New York, which is heavily Democratic at this point. So what can we do? And this is something that I learned and I know that you heard many times, Jenna, having worked for the president, but something that I learned directly from the president, what can we do on day one to make New York more economically friendly for businesses, for job creators? We can reduce regulation and cut red tape. As New York, overregulation has been a massive problem in this state for years, and it's something that the governor has the authority to start doing on day one. From an education standpoint, we need to make sure that New Yorkers uh, parents and their, their kids have more choice in education, whether that's raising the charter school cap from 460 in the state to over 1,000, which I've pledged to do in my first term, whether that's making sure that we have a tax vouchers or an educational savings program in New York. That way, when the teachers union are pushing parents on CRT, which is now, believe it or not, and I know that you know this well, Janet, now they've actually rebranded this to DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So they're already rebranding because they've seen that uh, critical race theory is actually unpopular. So they're already changing the name of it. That way, if they see that their kids are actually being taught these you know, falsehoods, they have the opportunity to take their tax dollars and move them into a pod, maybe move them into a parochial school or a private school, um, or, or just have the charter school options. And third, we need to stop the war on our cops. We've seen this with the disastrous piece of law called bail reform in New York, which has been a revolving door for criminals here in New York. It's why we've seen shootings in New York City double over the course of the last year and a half. Um, we need to make sure we're protecting our officers' qualified immunity, and we need to allow them to proactively police again. Uh, there is a playbook that works in New York, in New York, Jenna, and I know you know this well. I know your listeners know this well. Uh, unfortunately, New York politicians over the last dozen or so years have decided to take the opposite approach, and they're getting the opposite results. We need to make sure that we are empowering our police again to proactively police, to do the things that's truly going to increase the quality of life here in New York. But certainly, anybody who wants to follow the campaign, please follow us on, uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook on Getter. We're all over the place uh, at Andrew H. Giuliani. Um, and certainly go to the website nyforgiuliani.com. 
uh, and uh, would obviously love to see as many people as possible supporting the campaign nationwide. It's actually been one of the great things that we've seen so far in the first five months of this campaign is see how many people all across the country are looking and saying, well, you know what? I think we have a great chance to win back New York. And you think about it, if we can win a, a blue state like New York, which I think right now the numbers are starting to look good on this. One of the things that we saw in this most recent poll is even 29% of Democrats find our candidacy favorable, Jenna. And, and as you know, it's not because we're pandering. It's not because we're equivocating. It truly is because I think New Yorkers have gotten to their breaking point now. And they're saying, you know what? I may not necessarily have thought I'd vote for a Republican, but I like these policy ideas. I know they're going to help me. I know they're going to help my family. So that's why I'm considering this right now. Um, I think now more than ever, New York has a great opportunity to make sure that we have the change that, as you said at the beginning of the show, Jenna, will protect our state sovereignty. Yeah, I love that, Andrew, and I love the fact that, you know, we do have these great opportunities to really take back our states, um, just like California does, you yeah. know, with uh, with getting rid of Newsom and how, you know, I wish that that recall had been successful, but, you know, we're looking at all of the states across uh, the country and just saying, you know, these types of mandates, these types of overreach um, are just totally unacceptable. And I think a lot of people in 2022 are going to turn out and vote because we're tired of the overreach of government. We want to get back to what America was founded on. So, um, so Andrew, I hope that you'll come back um, frequently and update us on how the campaign is going. Everyone follow him on Twitter, um, Andrew H. Giuliani. Also go to um, nyforgiuliani.com. Make sure that you are supporting um, Andrew and, you know, and all of the great candidates that are America first throughout the country. So thanks so much for your time today, Andrew. Jenna, as always, it's an honor to be with you. I'm looking forward to tonight and seeing you tonight. And uh, just keep up the incredible work that you're doing. You are a leader in this movement. And uh, to have your endorsement really means the world to me. So thank you, Jenna. Absolutely. It's my privilege and honor to support you. And uh, looking forward to tonight. Thanks so much. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.